Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. I hope you're all doing well. You know what, when you're listening to this, it's probably like a month after it's been recorded. I'm trying to be super organised at the minute because I'm away on holiday and then I literally have two days when I come back and then I'm going to London for my sister's birthday and then I have one day when I come back and then I'm moving to Leeds so I'm kind of like taking the pressure off myself by just pre-recording a load of episodes. But yeah, the Queen died last night. It is Friday the 9th of September and the Queen died yesterday on Thursday. I'm not going to talk too much about this. I don't, I honestly, I don't have too much to actually say. I'm not a royalist. I don't support the royal family. Um, They've done a lot of bad things. However, I do recognise that it is insensitive to say anything bad because there are genuinely people that are genuinely mourning the loss of the Queen. And like, me saying anything is not going to change that, so it's stupid. But then I also recognise the other side of things that's like, I think it's also insensitive to celebrate her life when she literally represents the British Empire and British colonialism caused essentially a civil war in Ireland and a huge amount of genocide and violence in other countries while they were colonising. So, you know, I wouldn't say I'm her biggest fan. But yeah, I see why both sides are insensitive to their own degrees and I'm just going to sit back and watch it all happen. (laughs) Not say anything else. I will actually say, though, it is kind of weird to see on social media a lot of Irish people posting as if their granny's just died. Like, what has she done for you? I'm really... I'm just confused, you know what I mean? I'm not angry at them, I'm just genuinely confused. Like, do you not know what... I don't know. Do you... <laughs> I actually think it could be the end of the monarchy, you know? Well, ah, I, I don't know. That's a big, bit of a big statement. But she was kind of like the... I think because she has been reigning since, like, our grandparents... Like, she was reigning when my great-granny was alive. I think because of that, now that that's all gone and that connection from, like, having a wartime queen and all this stuff it's just gonna be uh, I I don't know I feel like Charles is just gonna be very out of touch and not as charismatic and I feel like the whole monarchy is just gonna implode on itself essentially anyway what is my recommendation of the week okay my recommendation of the week is this year I know it's not new it's been out for quite a while I don't know why I only got round to watching it but it is the series Pam and Tommy. It is on Disney+. Plus. It is all about Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. It starts off just about them and their relationship and how they met and everything and then kind of goes into like them trying for a baby, all this. And then it's basically the main thing about the series is how their sex tape got released and the impact that had on their careers and their relationship and everything. Apparently, Pamela Anderson was absolutely fuming, though, about this series being made. She was not on board at all. I think just, obviously, she's had to live through it once and have it affect her career so much to then have it have to, like, relive it again from, like, our generation now seeing it in a series. She was like, fuck that, and did not agree to it. But I think Tommy Lee had an input in the series and, like, helped them out with kind of understanding what happened especially for all the scenes that are just him and Pamela. 
yeah, it's a really great series. It's only eight episodes long, which I love. <laughs> I love something that is one season and like six to eight, maybe six to ten episodes that you know you can get through it. Like, see all this prison break, Game of Thrones. What else has like a shit ton of series? Or not series, seasons. Grey's Anatomy, all those ones with loads of seasons. I'm sorry, but there is just no chance I'm ever going to start any of them. They're one of those things that if you didn't start them within the first three seasons, it's just too intimidating to start them now because you have so much to get through. And knowing you've got all that just means it's going to take over your life completely. Anyway, yeah, it's a great series and the hair makeup is fucking incredible. I don't know how they made the actress look so much like Pamela Anderson. I was so shook at the start. I was like, because it doesn't look like prosthetics, but then no prosthetics looks like prosthetics, does it? That was really stupid. But yeah, I was like looking at the actress thinking, God, she must look really like Pamela Anderson naturally. And they've just had to make her eyebrows thin and stuff. But no, it turns out it was a full prosthetics job. They literally nailed it. Like, they've got her face down to a T and the actress is incredible. Even, like, all her mannerisms and everything. She's just so good. Yeah, I finished it now. I have nothing to watch now. I don't know what to move on to next. I was thinking, because when I read the book, This Is Going To Hurt, lots of people replied to my story saying that the series of that is really good. So I might actually start that one because I think it's on iPlayer. Okay, let's get into this week's podcast topic. I'm going to be discussing success and purpose and our perceptions of these things and maybe kind of reframing what these things mean to us. I was actually convinced I've already talked about this. I just had to scroll through all my episodes and make sure that I haven't. Sometimes I don't know if I've just had a conversation with someone where I've said it or if I've said it on the podcast. Anyway, I think I did briefly discuss it for a very short period of time when I was talking about Grace Beverly's book, Working Hard, Hardly Working. I think when I finished that, I definitely did mention something to do with like your purpose on the podcast because that's kind of what her book is about. By the way, I would highly, highly recommend that book. Don't be put off by the title. I too thought it was like a weird productivity boss babe kind of book. (laughs) And it's actually the complete opposite. It's really good. It's all about like finding your purpose in lots of little things. So yeah, recommend reading that. So I feel like living in a capitalist society, even if it's not really directly said, you kind of learn from quite a young age that to be successful is to be successful in your career. We're like taught from literally primary school that we should be career driven. Lots of people weirdly have a huge issue with people that aren't career driven. (laughs) Like, do you ever see those TikToks of people that are like stay-at-home daughters or stay-at-home fiancés or whatever it is and people are so outraged and have so much to say about it for someone just chilling. (laughs) This is another one of those examples where the unspoken rules of society are so ingrained in you to the point that you start to police other people about those rules. And by the way, I'm not anti being career driven whatsoever. I just think it's interesting how people have such an issue with people that aren't career driven and people who are content in their current life without necessarily striving for more career wise. Some people like having less responsibilities. 
having less pressure, less stress, maybe more time outside of their work to focus on other things, spend time with their family, spend time doing activities, doing hobbies, things they like. Not that you can't do all these things when (laughs) you're career driven. I feel like I'm just going back and forth between these two things. What I'm trying to say is that I think we focus on success as being a career thing when actually you can be successful in your career and you can also be successful in other aspects of your life. Or you can be really successful in your career but really unsuccessful outside of that. Maybe unsuccessful in your personal life, in your social life, maybe in the mental health region. It's not always possible to be successful. In fact, I would go as far to say it's probably next to impossible to be successful in every aspect of your life. I mean, if there's anyone listening to this that is, please feel free to message me and tell me how you do it. To be honest though, I think the point is that you actually don't have to be successful in all aspects of your life to be content. And also it's really important to note that what someone deems to be successful is not necessarily what everyone else thinks. You know, everyone's own idea of success in their head is going to be completely different. We all want different things. We all have different things that make us feel alive and lit up inside. We all have different things that feel like they give us a bit of purpose. So no two persons idea of a successful, I say in brackets or quotations, life is going to be the same. It's very easy to look as well at other people and think that you should be striving for that just because they're happy in that and they feel successful. And while you can recognise that someone is successful in their field, you can also recognise that that's not for you and that's not what success is to you and you don't want to strive for that. You know, you can still be happy for them whilst acknowledging that that's not what would make you content in life. It's also really easy to look at social media, see people's like bougie materialistic goods and their nice cars and their big houses and kind of equate that to success but I don't think any materialistic goods actually makes you successful I mean I don't know what is successful who just it's a made-up thing really because people that you look at and say are successful probably wouldn't say they're successful themselves unless they're like really really at the top then this sparks the whole argument of does money bring you happiness and you know what I think that this argument is often kind of skewed in a way like it's really easy for someone with a lot of money to sit there and say money doesn't bring you happiness I know because I have money and I am not well I'm not happy and I do understand that but I think more what that's saying is money doesn't buy you good mental health However, what money does give you is stability. It gives you resources to do things you enjoy, time to spend with your family and friends, and essentially just takes off a lot of stress of living like paycheck to paycheck and worrying about whether you're going to be able to actually put food on the table. So yeah, although money may not buy you mental good mental health, it definitely buys you a level of security. And I think that's often kind of overlooked in this argument. 
I used to always think that when people said that their aim was to make money or like something along those lines, you know, something to do with money, I used to think, Jesus, there's a lot more to life. But I think I do understand it a bit more now and maybe those people are just talking about that. Have you ever heard of that threshold? They say, wait, let me find the exact number of this. There was like a study done and they essentially think once you reach that amount of money in your salary, then anything over that actually doesn't make you any happier. Yeah, so it was a study done, okay, it was a while ago now, it was in 2010, so bear in mind this number is probably a little bit more because of inflation, but they say that the sweet spot for happiness was 75,000 US dollars, which is, let me check, 65,000 pounds. The study looked at the connection between how much people took home per year and their emotional well-being and life evaluation. Results showed that emotional well-being leveled off at this point, taking a higher amount such as 100,000 US dollars didn't make a difference in a person's happiness. The same study found that as income decreased below $75,000, people reported lower levels of happiness and higher levels of sadness and stress. I think there's actually new data that completely challenges that from a recent study in 2021. But anyway, my point was that I think once you do actually reach a certain threshold, like no amount of materialistic goods will make you happy or make you feel like you're successful. They'll just give you that instant hit of dopamine and literally two days later, you'll be like, what? Prada bag. (laughs) For me, I think success is to have purpose in the things that I do. Now, it doesn't need to be quite literally every single thing that I do, obviously. But I think it is important to kind of try and find a little bit of purpose so you're not just like floating around in life and you don't just feel like you're a little, I don't know, capitalist rat. (laughs) And all these hours of churning out work and spending does maybe fulfill you in some way, shape or form. It doesn't really sound good when I say it like that, does it? Fuck, sorry. Why should I put this? You don't need to love your job. In fact... I would say a lot of people, majority of people, don't love their job. And to be fair, you could just wholly accept that. Accept that you don't love your job and look for a purpose and fulfilment elsewhere, outside of work. That is perfectly fine. Just use it as a means of getting money to pay for the things that you need to do and the food that you need to eat. Or you could try to find a little bit of purpose within your work. It could literally be as small as making a customer's day you know by making them smile giving them a compliment making a joke maybe it's by helping new starts in your office I don't know I'm not very qualified to be talking on (laughs) anything to do with corporate jobs because I've not once in my entire life been in a corporate environment anyway the point is that your purpose I hate saying that your purpose it makes me sick I'll elaborate on that in a second Your purpose doesn't need to be solely your career. You can have lots of purposes and they can change constantly over time depending on your interests and what makes you feel happy and what makes you feel at peace with yourself. And I say I don't like the phrase your purpose because I don't believe in it. I don't believe that we're like in this concept that we're born and we have a purpose from when you're born to the day you die. 
and you need to live out that purpose, I don't think that's a real thing. I think there's way too much pressure put on us to like try and work out what our purpose is. And sometimes I have full meltdowns about it. And then I wake up the next morning and I'm like, catch yourself on. You do not need to have one big profound purpose that essentially strategizes. That's not a word, is it? (laughs) Just me making up words as I go along. Wait, is that a word? What I mean is that you don't need to have one big purpose that marks out everything that you do in your life from your job to your hobbies to, I don't know, it's just so, it's a false concept and it puts too much pressure on people to feel like they're not living in a certain way or living to a certain standard that isn't real because as long as you're content in what you're doing then that's what matters. I started listening to this podcast episode today. Sometimes I listen to the diary of a CEO ones. I don't listen to every single one of them but if it's someone who sparks my interest or someone I know then I'll listen to it. And anyway this one came out I think it was today when I was in the car. I put it on and the guy he was called Simon... Simon Sinek or something that could be completely wrong I think it was something along those lines and he was talking all about like finding your why and then like living according to that why and I had to turn it off after 10 minutes because I was like this guy is just not taking into account so many different factors in life that mean that your purpose is like ever-changing and that your hobbies and interests and passions are constantly changing. He actually turned around at one point and said people don't die of suicide by not being able to afford to eat or drink water and I was like that's the fucking stupidest thing I've ever heard anyone say ever because obviously you're not going to die of suicide from starving you're going to die of starvation and his point was that connection and purpose is more important than eating and drinking water and at that point I was like right I'm turning this off (laughs) how did I even get on to this oh because he was talking about finding your why I don't know it just really rubbed me up the wrong way all this find your why find your purpose I was like stop adding like we already have so much pressure on ourselves to do all these things and now you're trying to make us go to sleep at night and think about the fact that we haven't worked out our sole purpose in life You can have so many different purposes and whys. Anything that makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside and gives you energy and makes you light up and feels important to you. It could literally be as small as reading a chapter of a book a day. That could make you feel accomplished and educated and ready to start your day because you've read a chapter of a book. It could be that you love random acts of kindness. You love buying someone their coffee or giving a stranger a compliment or maybe buying a homeless person their lunch. Maybe you're a teacher and your purpose is to make a difference in kids' lives. Or maybe you completely despise your job and your purpose is when you come home, you love finding new recipes and experimenting with different spices and cooking up an absolute storm for you and your partner or you and your parents or whoever it is. Or maybe just you on your own. It literally does not matter how big and profound or how small and insignificant you may view your purpose as being. As long as it makes you feel fulfilled, that is what matters. And that is what 
I think ultimately will make you feel successful in life. I put up a few question boxes on my Instagram story just to see what your guys' view is on success and happiness and purpose. So the first thing I put up was, do you consider yourself to be, in quotations, successful? And the answers to that were 43% said, yeah, I guess. So 57% said, no, definitely not. I am happy that it was a pretty even split because my demographic is kind of like around my age, mainly. So it's nice to know that half of you roughly would consider yourself successful. But hopefully after this podcast, after listening to today's podcast, if I was to re-upload that, maybe more of you would say, yeah, I guess. Now that we've established success doesn't mean being some hotshot lawyer in a big house with a booty car. (laughs) Okay, so the next question I put up was, do you think that success equals happiness? I think I worded this a little bit wrong, but what I meant by it was, do you think that being successful... Wait, (laughs) I'm confusing myself now. Okay, but I actually should have typed for this one was, do you think that being successful in your career equals happiness. That's kind of what I meant by this. So let's go through some of your answers. Hopefully you kind of got my drift. So someone said, depends on what part of life you're talking about. Someone has said, nope, defo not. Lots of no's, but also lots of yeses. (laughs) My dad, happiness is within yourself. Thanks, Graham. (laughs) Someone said, for me, yes, but not for everyone. So there is a good example of someone recognizing that for them, yes, that would be, that would make them happy, but they understand that that would make everyone happy. If you're not content with your life, no matter how successful you are, you will never enjoy it. Yeah, this is a really good point. And also I think if you have no one to celebrate your success with, like if you've just abandoned all your friends, fucked up all your relationships, your family, everything, and you're successful, who are you? I don't know, how How do you even get to experience that and enjoy it? Another answer is no, because for example, if you become successful in a job by moving up in the ranks, it doesn't mean you'll be happier at all. Money doesn't equal happiness. Or we've got another one. Yeah, because if you've got really far in life in general, then you are. But I don't think it's the biggest thing. Oh, this one's good. This girl has said, no, not necessarily. I feel like it's a short-lived happiness, but other things definitely make it. And then I've got a lot of people saying, no, I think the other way round. Happiness equals success, which was actually my next question box. I said, do you think that achieving happiness equals success? Lots of you saying, yes, yes, definitely. Yes, 100%. Yes, I think so. No matter what you're doing, if you're happy, then the goal is reached. Yes, but happiness isn't something that is achieved. It is something that is felt. Okay, this is a really important point to talk about because I've talked on here before about how much I actually don't like the use of the word happiness is in trying to achieve happiness even though I did use it in this context maybe I shouldn't have (laughs) 
I thought in my head it just made sense to use the word happiness. But what I think we should all strive for instead of happiness is contentment. Because at the end of the day, happiness is just another emotion within a huge range of emotions. And for you to feel happiness, you also need to feel sadness and you also need to feel anger. No one ever is going to live their life in a full state of happiness. It's just not a thing. (laughs) Because you wouldn't know what happiness was then if you hadn't experienced the other things. So yeah, I think striving for contentment in life is a lot more realistic and contentment means that no matter what your emotion, whether you're happy, whether you're sad, whether you're angry, whether you're anxious, whether you're, why can't I think of any more emotions? No matter what emotion you're feeling, you're content in your heart and in your life. So yes, thank you very much for pointing that out that happiness isn't something that you achieve, it is something that you feel. Another answer was, as you said on a podcast, happy is just one out of many emotions. Balancing those emotions and enjoying yourself, meanwhile, is much more of what I consider a successful human being. Queen, I love that she is quoting me on a previous podcast. Someone else said, definitely successful people who are not happy are not successful to me. Oh, here's on the other side of the spectrum. Striving for success is more important than obtaining, in my opinion, shows motivation. So like never being stagnant. But then at what point do you just, so then do you just never accept that you are successful? Or maybe you can still recognize that you're successful, but still strive for more actually. Yeah. But then at that point, I don't think you're actually striving for more success. I think you're striving for I didn't, would it not be better to strive for more life contentment? Someone else said, yes, ultimately we all want to be happy, whatever that means to each person. The next question was, what does success look like to you? Being in the job I want and making my parents proud. Health, wee bit of wealth and freedom, but happiness above all. Lots of friends and happy families. Happiness, love, achievements, academic and inactivity. Being happy, having my own home, being surrounded by positive people who are good to me and vice versa. Being healthy, brackets, not like exercise, but just in general. Oh, this one's really sweet. She said, doing everything you love and being happy and being kind and sharing your love. Another answer here, a job I enjoy doing that lets me live comfortably, dot 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 pity, I have no idea what it is at 26 years old. Achieving things younger me wanted to achieve. Oh, you know what? I feel like so much in our lives, we feel to recognise that we have achieved so many things that our younger selves would be so proud of. Like when you're a kid, you celebrate everything. You celebrate your first step. You celebrate finishing your dinner. You celebrate when you made cupcakes. You literally celebrate everything as if everything is an achievement because it is. And then when we get older, we forget to kind of do that and give ourselves the credit that we actually deserve. So sometimes it is actually really important to kind of sit back and reflect and not just always think about what's next, what's next, or, you know, I feel that this, what am I going to do now? And actually think, fuck. I'm doing okay here. Younger me would be proud. 
Someone said success to them is wanting to wake up every morning knowing you're making the world a better place. Another one being mentally stable, financially stable and happy. Someone said, I feel like society makes us feel like you can only succeed academically, but that's not true. Oh my God, I love this one. Recognising that small wins are just as important as big. It's not all career-based and it can be something that contributes to making you 1% better as an individual for yourself. Someone else said that success to them is feeling secure in all of their relationships and friendships. Pursuing what I truly want to do with my life without worrying about what others think of that. Finding your passions and living through them. Guys, it's so nice to see all this. I'm loving these answers. Oh, this is a good one. Learning to deal with the mental health struggles you may face but coping with them. Happiness, surrounded by positivity and love, fulfilling lifestyle and achieving personal goals. Oh, this one's really sweet too. So this girl has said that success to her is feeling like I've tried my best despite the outcome. Being able to do slash afford the things that make me happy, travel, fitness, experiences, etc. My next question was, do you think we all have a single big purpose in life? Majority of you guys have replied with no. Let me go through some of them now. No, your whole life doesn't lead up to one moment. Every part of your life can be special. No, this can be a damaging idea. No, but I think it's important to create a purpose by exploring and finding what you love. Really hard question. We each have many different fulfillments in life instead. No, I don't think we have any purpose at all. Sort of nihilistic of me, but it's what I believe. Is that how you say that? Nihilistic? I don't even... Do I even know what that means? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Someone here has said, yes, because we were put on this earth to have kids and then die, but now it's evolved. I think we all have multiple purposes. No, our purpose is just to live life, experience different emotions and experiences. Not really, to be honest, that's why you should live for you and no one else. Never thought of it before, but on first thought, probably not, no. That surprises me so much you've never thought of it before when this is something I have like stressed out about to the max (laughs) and now come to terms with it. No, I think we have many. No, multiple purposes that can change over time. (laughs) This one's funny. No, I genuinely think we're just here to frolic about. We're on a rock floating in space. Sometimes I really think this as well. Actually, not even sometimes, like most of the time. No, purposes could be small, like being there for someone at the right time. You guys are all hitting the nail in the head with this one. I'm so buzzed by all your answers. My next question was, what do you think is your purpose? I was going to say, what are your many purposes? But then I didn't want to give away that I didn't believe that we just had one purpose. Like I wanted to provoke these kind of answers. Do you know what I mean? So let's see. (laughs) To be a dog mom. To enjoy life and experience as much as you can. Someone said, honestly, just winging it. You and me both, sis, and probably everyone else listening to this. Someone said, to pet all the dogs. Oh my gosh. 
Slaying. Honestly, I exist to slay. (laughs) To travel, to see the world and to be a kind person. Someone said, to be happy, eat good food, own a cottage and grow my own fruit and veg. Oh my God, do you know what? I really think this could be one of my purposes in life to grow all my own produce. Well, maybe not all of it, but like all my own herbs, maybe a few different vegetables. How nice would that be? Imagine how fulfilled you would feel, like making sure everything's growing properly and the soil's all healthy. And then when it actually comes into fruition and you get to cook with it all and then you get to sit down and enjoy a delicious nutritious meal with it slay this is a good answer this girl thinks her purpose is to live life to the fullest have lots of yummy food great sex laugh and appreciate the little things (laughs) oh my god my friend has said winning the lottery i think Oh, this is cute. To make beautiful jewellery that has meaning for people to adorn themselves with. That is very sweet. I think I was born to care for people. I just want to be eternally happy, love myself and give back to my family. To leave a better world, planet and society for our younger ones coming up behind us. To do whatever it is that I find fulfilling. To be happy and to help people by being a dentist, which I'm working towards. To be selfishly me. Someone said, this gives me anxiety to think about, so I'd love to hear some opinions. Babes, listen to this episode. It'll give you a lot of reassurance. Oh, this is interesting. Someone said, self-awareness, cycle breaking and living my life by what's best for me. That's really interesting because now that you say cycle breaking, I kind of feel like that's like one of my purposes maybe as well I love the idea of like breaking cycles in things that don't benefit us whether it's like attitudes and like misogynistic views or whether it's just as small as like a little parenting thing that is kind of like the norm like all these different things that are constantly happening that are just like generation after generation and it's just a cycle that just needs to be broken I think that's really important to recognize and really cool to be the one to do it Someone said, be a hot girl. (laughs) Someone said, taking care of the elderly. I know it, even though I'm becoming a primary school teacher. (laughs) Someone said, going out clubbing, doing cat shagging birds. (laughs) Uh, Helping people and making a change in the world and being a mother and wife. To make a positive difference in some way to the world we live. Okay, final question that I put up was, do you try to achieve fulfillment on a daily slash weekly slash monthly basis? And if so, how? And I wanted to ask this just so that I and everyone listening to this episode could get some inspiration on how to achieve fulfillment because, I don't know, I feel like we talk about it, but then because it's so different for everyone, me sitting here talking about what I find fulfilling isn't necessarily going to help all of you listeners. So at least if I'm getting lots of people's input on this, maybe something will speak to you and spark something that you never know could bring you so much fulfillment in your daily life. So let's read out some of your answers. Going to the gym, setting small goals daily, such as reading a few chapters of a new book. 
journaling, yoga sometimes, and mainly meditation. Surrounding myself with people and habits that bring me joy. Being organised, balancing what I want to do with what I have to do each week. To be happy and to spread happiness. I need to be outdoors exploring. I've decided that's what makes me fulfilled. I think this a lot as well. Sometimes I really need to push myself to spend more time outdoors because I felt so fulfilled when I spent a lot of time outdoors in Australia. But it's kind of harder to do when you're in a bit of a colder climate. Having meaningful connections with friends. Looking for the beauty in everyday things. I love this one. I do this a lot. I try to look at all the beautiful trees and the flowers if I'm out on a walk. I always try to look at the sky and the sunset. The other day I got coffee from this little cafe in town and they had a really cool pink coffee machine and it just made me so happy. I was smiling so much. (laughs) So yeah, just finding like happiness in lots of tiny little things that maybe you wouldn't necessarily be looking out for if you weren't consciously trying to see them, if that makes sense. Someone has said that they achieve fulfillment by having small achievements and trying to meet them on the weekly, like reading five pages of a book or getting an A on my maths test. And then if I achieve them, I feel good. Making effort to do things I enjoy after work rather than sitting on TikTok. I think it's really important because we can all be so addicted to our phones and so addicted to TikTok. If you find yourself that every night you're just spending like two, three hours staring at your phone on TikTok and you want to break that cycle, maybe when you're getting that spur of motivation and wanting to break it, set out a plan and like book yourself maybe into a class or make the arrangement with your friend to meet them for next week like make all these plans and these arrangements or book into these classes that you're committed to then and then when next week comes you have to follow through with it (laughs) and then once you've broken that cycle and you realize you're enjoying yourself so much more than sitting in and looking at your phone hopefully the habit will just continue itself Someone has said that they achieve fulfillment by the small things that they like. For example, walks, coffee, gym, yoga, friends, my mum, cooking, etc. Another person has said that they achieve a f- fulfillment by showing gratitude. Currently making more time for the things I love like drawing and painting which I have neglected. I always write a to-do list every morning And my productivity slash success is normally based on how much of that I get done. I'm a big stan for a to-do list. I'm a slut for a daily to-do list. (laughs) You will never catch me not having a daily to-do list. Getting out on a walk is daily fulfillment for me. I try to make sure I'm not stressed and have an outlet to enjoy myself and chill time weekly. Yes, by doing something for my mind, body and soul every day. I try and go to sleep each night knowing I've done at least one thing that's brought me joy. Oh, I love this one. Mainly by listening to music and allowing myself to dance in the kitchen. I love a good morning dance, loud music playing, moving in whatever way feels good in your body. It actually just sets you off on the best tone, doesn't it? I went through a real phase of playing Dominant Fight three nights on repeat every morning and I'd get a shower and sing it out loud and dance in the shower 
it's just such a feel-good tune and it would make my day start off on such a positive note. Someone said they achieve fulfillment by the small things, getting 10k steps in a day, making sure I eat well and exercise, etc. It all adds up. I completely agree with this point that it all adds up. Like all these tiny steps might seem like, okay, yeah, they're fulfilling, but they're a tiny part of your day. How is that going to make you feel fulfilled on a daily basis? But if you're doing a series of all these tiny things, you'll find that you actually feel so much better when you're going to bed at the end of the day. Also, I think it's really important to recognize that what makes you feel content and fulfilled on one day isn't necessarily going to be the same the next day. For example, for the last week there, I'd felt like I'd been so busy and just, you know, when you just feel like your to-do list every day is just never ending and you're just constantly trying to get through it and things are always dragging on into the next day, but then the next day comes and then you've got 101 other things to do. And then I had this one day and I was like, I'm going to take this day completely off. I'm going to lie in my dressing gown with a face mask on I'm going to binge watch YouTube, I'm going to listen to podcasts, I'm going to watch some Netflix and I'm not going to feel guilty about it and I'm not going to look at my to-do list for the next day. I'm just going to relax and chill out and give myself some time and some space to just chill and I felt so fulfilled doing that. But then there's other days where by doing nothing I would feel angry at myself because I didn't get things done. And that's what I mean is that you have to listen to your body and understand what is good for that day and what is going to make you feel happy and recuperated. And sometimes that is just getting your shit done. And sometimes that is taking time out for yourself. It's so important though when you do choose to take that time out for yourself that you choose to do it and you are happy with your decision and don't feel guilty about it because you should understand that you need that time. For you to be able to then be productive on other days, you need time and you need to give yourself space to find that energy and fill yourself back up. For some people, it'll take a whole day. For some people, it'll be an evening after work. Or for some people, filling yourself back up is going out and getting drunk with your friends. It doesn't have to be relaxing and getting a bath and wearing a face mask, like I said. Anyway guys, I wasn't really planning on this episode being a long one and here we are nearly 50 minutes in. (laughs) So I think I'm going to end it there. There's also a lot of noise in my house. I feel like my parents' friends have just arrived or something. So I apologise if there's a lot of background noise. But yes, hopefully you have enjoyed this week's podcast. I hope that anyone who voted to say that they don't think they're successful on my poll would maybe reconsider that and say that yes they are successful to some degree in some aspects of their lives and for anyone that is struggling to work out what makes you feel fulfilled hopefully this gave you a little bit of inspiration today and took the pressure off the fact that you definitely don't need to know what your sole purpose or why is because it's a made-up thing and there are many things out there that will make you feel purposeful every single day Thank you so much for listening and for your continued love and support. If you get a chance, leave me a little five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I will speak to you on next week's episode. Oh my God, next time I speak to you, I'll probably be in Leeds. How scary is that? Back at uni. Ah, Okay, bye.